On this episode of That One Movie Podcast, we are going to review the highly anticipated, just kidding, movie Blue Beetle from DC, but we're going to break it down nonetheless. Uh, If you want to jump right to that review, uh, use the time codes down in the description. We will be spoiler-free at first, and then we'll warn you before we dive into our spoiler review. Of course, before that, we always talk about the news from this week in the world of entertainment on our world-famous segment, Tom. It's just widely known. It's fun. (laughs) Uh, Now that I think about it, we got to grab the Tom's cutouts for that segment in between this, but we will. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking about mostly trailers this week. We got the trailer for Maestro, the uh, Leonard Bernstein biopic directing directed by and starring Bradley Cooper. We're also going to be talking about the Scott Pilgrim anime series on Netflix. We've got a trailer for that and a short teaser for Percy Jackson and the Olympians coming to Disney Plus if you ever read that series. Uh, Otherwise, we are going to talk about uh, after the success of Barbie for Mattel, Hasbro, uh, not surprisingly, wants to bring back some of its toys, maybe some that he hasn't used yet. I mean, they've gone into uh, Transformers, a little G.I. Joe, but uh, what else do they have available? So we'll talk about that. As well, as always, use the time codes down in the description. Jump to whatever interests you the most. Otherwise, I am Jimmy Uthi. I'm Holden Sutter. And it's time for Tom. Tom, Tom. That one movie podcast. Tom. Jimmy, before we talk Blue Beetle, let's do the Toms. Let's do the Toms. Tom's is the rapid fire segment in which we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. That was with mild success, Holden. The yeah, laps a little bit better. For the audio listeners, there's a little bit of that for you. For our little our little heads on sticks. That's what you get for not watching us on YouTube. Once again, thanks to the over 200 people who tuned in again, Holden. Yeah. So hopefully some of you come back for this week. Yeah, it's I, been awesome I, having you, at least in the meantime. Are, people are excited Ooh. for Blue Beetle, so they'll be here. Oh, we'll, yeah, the we'll Blue be Beetle hype. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go. We have some nice things to say about Blue Beetle. Yeah. yeah. We have other things to say about it. <laughs> There's a few things. <laughs> All right, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about some of these trailers first. Maestro mm-hmm. on Netflix. I forgot this movie was coming out. I I don't even remember hearing anything about it before this trailer. Honestly, you don't? No, I, I remember it. Um, uh, maybe it's just the the movies subreddit that I follow. Maybe. Um, but uh, there was a little bit of controversy because uh, Bradley Cooper was wearing like a nose prosthetic. Yeah, a nose prosthetic. Um, but holy smoke, some of those. The makeup, like he's like unrecognizable, especially when he's older. Watching the trailer, yeah. I thought this he was a great. beautiful trailer. I I mm. honestly thought it was there's like nice little intimate moments of dialogue with presumably his like wife or lover of some sort yeah, of sort wife. of life. I I love didn't. Interest. I looked up. I I can't remember her name, but yeah, it's his wife of like forty years or something. Mrs. Years. Bernstein. Mrs. Bernstein. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't think she took his name, but I can't remember okay. what it was. Um, anywho, I thought this was just really nice. I mean, obviously this dive into this relationship, uh, apparently, mm-hmm. um, and I'll also Leonard Bernstein as a person. And it, it seems like it's, you know, going to be throughout his life, obviously, but then also kind of just, 
a character study, uh, you know, cracking open this person, the good and the bad. And mm-hmm. I just thought, uh, based on the trailer, the performances look great. Yeah. The, the tone looks really good. And the direction, per, you know, performances, everything about Bradley this. Cooper directing. Yeah, I think it looks very promising. Something that really wasn't on my radar. Now I'm like, wow, this uh, this looks pretty good, and I'm excited for it to come out, uh, I think, in theaters in November mm-hmm. and uh, later in December on Netflix. So I think this is one to kind of circle, and maybe uh, maybe that Keep could actually eye. be pretty good. Yeah, it, it looks it looks pretty good. It does also look like an Oscar movie, I will say. Yeah. like Not that that's, there's anything wrong with that, but I as soon as I saw that, I'm like, yeah, this is a movie that's it's going for some Oscars. It will not if it gets nominated for best picture. There will be two movies, two biopics, where half of the movie is in color and half of it is in black and white. Except it's reversed. <laughs> it's yeah, reversed. Yeah, the, <laughs> the old stuff be. is black and white. The, <laughs> the new stuff is in color. I think yeah. it looks good. Oh, should have yeah. put those on the floor. I'm gonna give it a Brokaw, Holden. It's a Brokaw for me too. I I will mention since we didn't even explain. If you don't know who Leonard Bernstein is, he's a, a famous uh, composer. From the kind of the mid-century, yeah. probably his West most, Side Story. Yeah, right? West Side Story is probably his most famous thing. But he did a bunch of symphonies and whatnot. Um, I can't name any off the top of my head, but West Side Story is the big one. West Side Story and other musicals and symphonies. You're right. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, sort of explained that. Good, good catch, <laughs> Alden. Uh, next up, we have Scott Pilgrim anime. Holden, you're the one who's going to be excited about this. What did you think? Yes, uh, I think this looks incredible, Jimmy. This is. I'm so excited for this. This it's taking the style from the comics. Seems to just be putting it up on the screen. Looks very smooth, very colorful. Very exciting. Have the entire voice cast uh, is just the cast from the movie. So you got Michael Sarah back, but then you have Chris Evans, Kieran Culkin, Aubrey Plaza, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, a bunch of other people. When did that movie come out? Like 2010. I was gonna say it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Every but like everyone involved with it like loves it. They like they're apparently constantly talking to Edgar Wright still, who I. Seems to be a, just a nice guy that gets along with everyone, um, and he's executive producing it. The studio that's animating it, I, from what I understand, is a very successful anime studio. I'm not super familiar with their work. And the soundtrack uh, is, funny enough, do, the people who did the soundtrack for the video game, which has a very good soundtrack. So Very nice. Very Hold cool. in. I'm going to give, you're going to give it a broke up. Yeah, I'm giving that. it a broke up. Um, I've only seen that movie once, like in 2012. So uh, <laughs> it was, I didn't love it back then. I thought it was a good movie, just not my cup of tea. And so I'm at a Bergeron for this. I'll have to rewatch that movie eventually. Yeah, you should. Um, but you I should watched do it for this. the podcast. We could. Hold <laughs> uh, I watched this and I was like, wow, that looks great for Scott Pilgrim fans, which I am, as of right now, not really one. Not yeah. a not a Scott Pilgrim hater by any means. You're not a Scott Pilgrim head. No, I'm <laughs> a Scott Pilgrim head. <laughs> no, I am. I'm not on the Mayflower. This pilgrim's not on the Mayflower. No, <laughs> I'm it's on the Santa Maria or whatever. Yeah, it's coming out in November, um, so it's coming out soon. Um, very excited for it. Yeah, Netflix again. Netflix again. Netflix. Yeah, they got a couple couple cool things coming out this year still, mm. which is more than they often have coming out. <laughs> so we dunk on Netflix, but they have a couple good things. Yeah, you know? they do. I've got a new they don't Castlevania spend, series. They don't out spend all for. their money very poorly. No, not all of it. Just, just most a, of it. A lot of it. <laughs> a lot of money. Just $250 million on Red Notice. Yeah. <laughs> In that Heart of Stone movie. Yeah, however much that was. Yeah. I, I 
I dread to look at the budget on that one. It won't be as much as Red Notice, but still. Yeah. Wow. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about trailer-wise is a little teaser for Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which, of course, mm-hmm. is a Disney Plus original series. Of course, I'm repping my Disney Plus original series shirt with the Mandalorian oh, nice, here. Nice. Um, that was unintentional. But, uh, Holden, we're both fans of this book franchise by mm-hmm. Rick Riordan back in the day. I read them in middle school. You read them... Yeah, late late elementary, early middle school. I yeah. think I don't know if I read them all fifth grade, but it, if nothing else, it bled into sixth grade. It was, but I was such a big fan of them. I think we both were, yeah. and it was. I mean, they're I I remember them being very good for kids, like young adult books or whatever. I I was mentioning to you, I kind of want to reread them before this comes out, but we both don't have a hu- great memory of what happens. I in hardly them. <laughs> remember anything about happens in them because uh, it's been a while, but uh, I just remember really enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously I teach ancient history now is my job and I will tell you they are so relevant. I have kids every year that have read them. So That's I think, cool. I think this is a good move for Disney plus. I think this is a show that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited because it's going to get like my, there's gonna be kids in my class who are gonna be wanting watching this or wanting to watch it after we learn about it. Maybe I can show a little bit of it yeah, in you my class. Just, maybe you just watch it every week. In the yeah. class. All right, guys, we're gonna time watch to watch Percy Jackson. The this new week. episode Wednesdays <laughs> or Percy Jackson days or whatever. Um, and it comes out in December, so it will mm-hmm. be. I cover same day as my Astra on Netflix. Well, there we go. Um, <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. Netflix again. Um, but uh. I think uh, that coming out before I'll teach that stuff in March or April. So that makes me excited. So I'm going to give this a Broca. I mean, um, obviously, we didn't see a ton about it, but no. Um, I think Rick Riordan's probably more involved in this, right? I think we so. should say the movie from whenever is horrible. I think that was also like 2010. Just and that movie is terrible. bad. Yeah. Just a, just a, it is. It is completely different from the book and, and in, in not good ways from what I remember. the So I've seen it two or three times. Believe it or not, that movie, even though I didn't like it, was like one of the first movies I saw twice in the theater. I think I just saw it like I had a couple of different friends that wanted to see yeah. it and I went with yeah. them. Um, and the first time I saw it, I think I kind of tricked myself into thinking it wasn't that bad. I was like, oh, you know, it's a bit different, but it is what it is. And then the second time I saw it in theaters, I was like, okay, I just don't like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. When you're like 12 <laughs> and you walk out of the theater and you're like, wow, that was not very good. That's yeah. like not a good sign. No. And I remember like I, I think it wasn't like I was super paying close to attention to reviews at the time, but I was excited for the movie. And so my dad, I think, showed me that like our newspaper's review of it or whatever at the time. And it was like four out of five stars. I was like, oh, that's, that sounds good. Wow. <laughs> the, what's the, jur- the what's Lincoln the, Journal star? The Lincoln Journal star? Yeah. What a terrible name. Why isn't it just called the Lincoln Journal or the Lincoln star? Uh, Why they, is it they just Lincoln had to go the Journal ex- star? They had to go the extra mile, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Lincoln Journal star. Uh, nice. I gave it a Broca. You gave it a Broca? Yeah, I'll give it a Broca. Awesome. Uh, one of the things I before we move on, I know or saw pointed out online was it looks like they're using the volume for this this. Oh well, that's not surprising at yeah, all. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, it's a it's a epic story, so mm-hmm. you know, like it's a kids show too. They're gonna have to find a way to do it for uh, you know a reasonable cost if it's not gonna be a movie. So yeah, I think it's a good call. Um, just yeah, just stick to the books a little bit more, and uh, I think you're gonna have a successful 
series Disney Plus because the kids are still into it. So there mm-hmm. you go. I think that will be money well spent, but we'll see. It's still got to be good. All we'll right. See. Enough of that trailer talk, Holden. It's time to talk about toys. Yes, yes toys. toys. And Wait. toys we actually play with because we're boys and we don't play with Barbies. Yeah, we play with Peppa Pig. Yeah, Peppa Pig. <laughs> Hasbro. All right. What's going on here? Yeah, uh, so previously we talked about with the success of the Barbie movie, we went through like a list of movies that are projects that Mattel is developing. Um, so now we have like the other really big toy company monopoly thing, uh, Hasbro. And they're like, you know what? We're going to be like launching new entertainment focused division to make projects on, which I guess I don't, I'm guessing they didn't have like, they probably had involvement with like Transformers and stuff, but they weren't like as involved, I guess. It's, okay. It was kind of what I was vibing with this. But anyway, um, so they're focusing, they're making projects on based on Transformers. Obviously, they're just going to keep going with that, even though the latest one flopped. But I don't know. I, it seems to be that they, they still want to make more of them. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, whether that's a sequel to the new movie or whatever, we'll see. Uh, but they also want to make projects based on My Little Pony, G.I. Joe, Magic the Gathering, Peppa Pig, Nerf, and Play-Doh. Hmm. Well, for me, it's Nerf or nothing. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had to make that joke. Uh, boy, they, they do not have a lot to work with here. I mean, obviously, Transformers already been a movie. Yes. A ton of successful movies. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, good. Wasn't necessarily successful. Mm-hmm. Um, my little GI Joe also has been movies. Yeah, a couple, a few movies. I, yeah, they have that Snake Eyes movie I always forget from a couple of years ago. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> I was thinking of the earlier two, but yeah, yeah Snake Eyes. Uh, but then My Little Pony, that's never happened. Magic the Gathering, Peppa Pig, Nerf, Play Doh. I just. A Play Doh movie has been in development for like a long time, believe it or not. Yeah. I feel like maybe we've even mentioned it on the podcast before, but I feel like there's been several times where I've seen like news articles that's like a Play Doh movie in development. Like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Hey, yeah, I've heard it's in rough shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's, you know what? Play Doh movie, if it's stop motion, there we go. That's how you do it. That would be cool. Yeah. If it's not, then <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you would do. I don't either. I've, you know, like so to use an analogy for like education. It's like sometimes you have like this technology that's now available at your school. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I feel like I should make a lesson out of this technology that I have now. But you're kind of you're doing it the wrong way, right? You should have the idea, and then like, oh, this technology yeah. allows me to do that. It makes sense. This w- relationship works. Whereas, like, oh, here's this technology. I have to use it, and now I'm just gonna force this lesson upon it. Mm-hmm. So here's what that's kind of what I see here. It's like, oh, here's a, an idea for a movie. Let's force it into a My Little Pony story. <laughs> you know, instead of like, oh, here's an idea for a My Little Pony story. This works. All right, mm-hmm. let's make it. One thing I should clarify is the article I was reading about this, it doesn't clarify that these are going to be like movies necessarily. So like there are like My Little Pony shows. It could just be like another My Little Pony show or something like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons could be a show or I don't know. But yeah, it's it's still like. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of these Nerf. One of the things I one of, I saw this idea online that I think would be hilarious for a Nerf movie if it was just like a <laughs> like, war movie. Yeah, just like a war movie, <laughs> but like it's just Nerf weapons and played completely straight. <laughs> would be so funny. It would be. That would no. be that'd be a good idea. There that we go. That would be funny. <laughs> or like this, it's like this really serious movie about like 
this guy who's like in the ramifications of this guy like playing nerf like whatever but it's like an actual gun and he shoots somebody <laughs> with like a nerf ball and it kills them and he's got to deal with all this like guilt <laughs> yeah and it's all on. an allegory for alec baldwin's experience post-arrest oh my gosh yeah that's right I'm, that's that's deep jimmy i know <laughs> hasbro Th- these are the these are the ideas commission. That ha- yeah hasbro should be taking yeah um peppa pig i like know nothing about it's just a kid's show no Whatever. <laughs> Boy, they have to have Peppa Pig movies already, right? Like Maybe. direct to DVDs. Probably. Stuff, right. Yeah. It's know. like so popular. Magic the Gathering. It's just gonna be fan like it's just gonna be a fantasy thing. Whatever. Like it's just gonna be Dungeons and Dragons again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. And then and then it, you know, wide like Dungeons and Dragons I felt was pretty like palatable to general audiences. And mm-hmm. then like the people who are Dungeons and Dragons fan fans, it's like the Leonardo DiCaprio once upon a time in Hollywood meme where he's like pointing at yeah. the TV. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I know that because I played the game. And then That's the magic a reference the, to the animated show from the 80s or what? Yeah, Magic <laughs> the Gathering could be like that. But the problem with that is Dungeons and Dragons didn't do super well, even though no. it, was, it was well received. Mm-hmm. People who saw it liked it, and then it just didn't make a lot of money. So, yeah, disappointing. And GI Joe, I, I mean, they, I mean, spoilers for the new Transformers movie, but there was that tease at the end. Remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> All right, where they're gonna cross over GI Joe with Transformers, I guess. Um, but I don't like GI Joe hasn't. I don't know if any of them have been that successful. I don't even know if like the first one did like particularly well. Maybe it was like mild success. I remember liking that first one as a kid. I've never I'd seen tell it. you what. I'm sure it is terrible. I I liked it as a kid. <laughs> Um, I'm sure the outfits are just silly. All I remember is like the second one at the beginning, Channing Tatum just dies or something. Oh yeah, because he's like the first. He's like the main character in the first one, and then just in the second movie, just dies right at the beginning. So then the Rock could take over. Was it the Rock? I think so. Gosh, I just remember the second one being like, don't like that. Or there's one that ends in a cliffhanger. Where it's like spoilers for these movies that came out, whatever <laughs> that ago. are probably not very good. But it's like, what's the evil Cobra is the evil yeah, organization? Yeah, it's like the the Hydra or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like the president is like uh, whistling this theme that some Cobra guy was whistling earlier, and he's like a shapeshifter or something. Okay. So, and then maybe they they even maybe like replaced the American flag with like the flag of Cobra or something. <laughs> Well, which one's called Rise of Cobra? That's the, the first one. Okay, I think it's probably the first one then. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, That'd be one's fun. Like retaliation or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't you know, know anything what? about that. <laughs> I'm just going to go Bombadil. Yeah, I, I will too. I, Fine. I don't... I, there's nothing in here that I haven't that i have yet to see that i would want to see yeah i'm weirdly more optimistic for the mattel ones just because i think well, i mean i we at there least was had more, more there yeah. like magic the gathering like i said you could do the dungeons and dragon thing but it wasn't financially viable for no. whatever reason so it's just another like fantasy thing well like with the mattel thing it was at least funnier to like theorize what they're going to do with all these like stupid ideas mm-hmm. this one it's just like oh half of these have already had projects made so yeah whatever the Nerf movie is pretty funny, though. Yeah, I think <laughs> they should definitely do that. That's how they do it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, our final piece of news. There's not much news today, Jimmy. Um, but it is, No news is good news, Holden. That's what I they say. I suppose so, yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, Apple TV Plus is apparently getting a TV show set in the MonsterVerse. 
that being the Godzilla versus Kong universe. Uh Um, It's called uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. And apparently it's like already made, basically. I I don't remember ever talking about this or even knowing it existed, but like some images from it came out recently. And I wanted to read the synopsis because it sounds kind of interesting. Okay. I don't, I don't necessarily care about this universe that much, but this is from the Apple TV Plus like website. Following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking revelation that monsters are real, Monarch Legacy of Monsters tracks two siblings following in their father's footsteps to uncover their family's connection to the secretive organization known as Monarch. Clues lead them into the world of monsters and ultimately down the rabbit hole to Army Officer Lee Shaw. Uh, taking place in the 1950s and half a century later uh, where Monarch is threatened by what Shaw knows. The dramatic saga spanning three generations reveals buried secrets in the ways that epic earth-shattering events can reverberate through our lives. So not only is it decade-spanning, which is kind of the more interesting part, but honestly, the coolest part is that this character, Lee Shaw, in the past is being played by Wyatt Russell and in the present is played by Kurt Russell. Oh, that's fun. So that's kind of cool. Um, I was like, who's Wyatt Russell? And then you said Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's oh. a U.S. agent. Oh. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I don't know. I, Bergeron, I, this is something I'm not going to watch probably unless it's very good, which I'm skeptical because when is the human story part of these ever interesting? Yeah, I don't know. It, well, it's like the images they showed, it, they did show like monsters stuff. Um, so I'm guessing there is some of that here. Which um, is the one where they do stuff in San Francisco? That's a first god. That's, that's the, the that's first the Gareth one. Edwards yeah, one. Yeah, I right? think that's the first one. So this is set in between the first two, I guess. Probably. It sounds like it. Yeah. I couldn't I can't tell you what happened. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I I all I know about those movies is vaguely like the big monster battles, and I did remember the organization is called Monarch because it right. seems kind of stupid, but um, yeah, I'm kind of at a Bergeron too. I'm probably similar situation, especially since it's on Apple. Like, if it's really good, maybe Severance, I'll get... Ted Lasso. People yeah. like that shrinkage show. Yeah, I I haven't watched any of those. I guess people like but... that. Uh, the morning show, right? People like Is that I... one. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it has people I know in it. <laughs> that's that's all I know about I know, it. You're Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Whoa, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Apple TV Plus, it does have some good shows, but I'm more of that, like, I don't I don't have it. I'm not really driven to get it but right But, like, now. if you get anything, you get, like, a like you can get a free three months, like, yeah, with Yeah, and just watch everything. <laughs> yeah, didn't you get a six-month thing with your PS5? Do you? You do. I don't know. I think the redemption period might end ended oh, for you. Oh, probably. But uh, you do. <laughs> Anytime you get, like, a new iPhone or something. I knew you, that. I did have it for a bit, but just didn't watch severance i don't know and also they're just like sometimes just like oh there's a baseball game tonight get three months free and i'll just say that on twitter or something oh okay or x yeah um i think that's enough about that holden yes enough about the monsterverse show the monsterverse show um that sounds expensive like an expensive show that people are not gonna watch yep because not many people have Apple TV already, and no one really cares about the MonsterVerse that much. If it's not on the big screen, in the I mean, US like, anyway, I guess. Yeah, like I feel like, I mean, Godzilla versus Kong did well, but that was also a big movie right after the pandemic. Did Godzilla versus Kong do well? It did. I think it did yeah. pretty well, pandemic numbers at least. Well, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they can. Cons- I mean, they're making a sequel, so 
Yeah. <laughs> Did well Remember enough. Remember when they like went into the, what did they call that place? Middle, middle I was going to say middle, middle Earth. Earth. Yeah, no, it, like, it is <laughs> something like it. that. <laughs> I don't know I, what they call it. The Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. That was silly. That was <laughs> kind of fun, honestly, though. Yeah. Got, Kong gets a big axe. <laughs> like a big glowing axe. Yeah. And then they fight in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. That was good stuff. All right. That's it for Tom's this week. That I think. is. All right, let's do our non-spoiler review. What about Tompies? Oh, Tompies. That's right, Holman. We can't forget oh that. Oh, my gosh. Boy, we had, well. we had Popeyes this week. We did, and the food was good. And yeah, the, we, the service was pretty good. Like, service no. was good. Very pretty. You know, we were thinking, you know, this is going to be a... What are we even going to say on the podcast? A very uh, regular, you know, Tom, uh, Popeyes visit. And then, lo and behold, the clientele delivers just... <laughs> I, they, and they, they made stuff. up where the where the restaurant lacked <laughs> in terms yeah. of interesting stuff. Yes, the clientele did this time. So Holden <laughs> gets his stuff and sits down. I'm ordering, getting my my drink at the soda fountain. I turn around to come sit down, and I mean, there is a, this couple, this mm-hmm. younger couple, that is just full on making out, <laughs> just make out reef style from SpongeBob, <laughs> just. Hey man, I that's mean, not just cool. Absolutely, just all over each other, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am trying to not just die laughing here. Like I'm just—I like, didn't even notice like you were holding back laughter. I was I, just like, I'm like my back is to them, so I didn't notice this at all. <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm like, who makes out in a Popeye? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a very open layout. Like there's no like hidden areas for not you to even in like a sneaky. booth or anything like, and they were in the middle of the restaurant mm-hmm. like you could not avoid them like they're gonna be in my sight line no matter what which was hilarious thank you to popeyes for once again <laughs> providing such a memorable uh experience at the restaurant and they were the only other people there yeah it was, it was us <laughs> and them for for like the first half of us being there so it was and they were on in their own little world our presence did not stop them from no, doing anything they they didn't hear us talk about whatever stupid stuff we were talking about i think we were mainly just making spongebob references oh yeah, we did that for a while <laughs> <laughs> that's how most of our conversations <laughs> go <laughs> All right, and uh, I think that's that's Tom Vice, right? There's nothing else so. to add. That was it. Thirty really, inch yeah, like shrimps you, wasn't there no. this time. Like you said, the food was just was good this time. Good. So as they say, bussin' bussin', I mean, as the kids say. <laughs> am I right, Olden? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, they did give us the se- the class. The best is when they give us the separate fries basket. Yeah, the separate fries. So then basket. there's just a lot more fries. They yeah. did that this time. They so did. good on you, Popeyes. Yeah, very nice. And and very friendly people. And mm-hmm. the nice thing about <laughs> the funny thing about Popeyes is it's never the same workers They're, twice because no, they it's don't <laughs> last a week. <laughs> they rotate out. <laughs> they just goodbye. See you later. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna do our non-spoiler review of Blue Beetle. Thanks for listening to some Popeyes. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to skip to a different segment, look at those time codes down in the description. Otherwise, non-spoilers coming at you right after this. All right, Jimmy. 
Blue Beetle, the highly anticipated new DC movie that nobody knows is coming out. Right? Yeah, no despite one knows. their best efforts of marketing, I think I think yeah. they actually did try to market this. Well, movie. yeah, and they and they really like had to because uh, like you don't you can't get really any celebrity stuff right now. Like you, you don't have yeah. the cast doing any press. I mean, they I think they did a little bit of pre-recorded stuff before the strike started, and then writers and whatnot. They can't do much. So mostly, what you have is pre-recorded marketing stuff and James Gunn on Twitter saying this is the best movie he's ever seen. Did he do that no, again? No, he didn't I was do like, that oh again. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, okay, first off, synopsis, right? All right, so here's the synopsis on Google. Mm. It says, Jaime Reyes suddenly finds himself in possession of an ancient relic of alien biotechnology called the Scarab. When the Scarab chooses Jaime to be its symbiotic host, he's bestowed with an incredible suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts, Olden? Well, before we get into actual thoughts, I do want to say I do, I, and maybe I mentioned this in a previous episode, I feel kind of bad for this movie. I do too. Like, honestly, it's like, I feel like everyone involved really wanted to make something good, and regardless of our thoughts, like, it's just, like, they weren't able to get proper marketing out. It's just kind of in the dead space of the DCU right now, like, before James Gunn fully reboots it, and after, you know, the previous two flops we had this year that no one cared about with a superhero that isn't pre-established like it's just kind of it feels like it's just being kicked while it's down (laughs) which is a shame um but actual thoughts it's like just the most mid superhero movie i think this movie would be a lot better received if it came out 10 to 15 years yeah absolutely yeah and it just at the height of the superhero fatigue, mm-hmm. this wasn't different enough. It's like the worst thing to release right now. Yeah, really. It was not different enough to create its own niche. It's mm-hmm. it has a few things which I, I can talk about here. I think they're they're all non spoiler stuff. Um, it has like this the the Reyes family is a very nice family unit. Like you find yeah. yourself really rooting for the this family that's at the core of this story. And they just—it's like, oh, I like them. They're very nice. Um, yeah, and they're the focus on the family, which is a central part to the movie, and like kind of Latino culture. I think mm-hmm. they—I mean, granted, I'm not a member of that, but from what I see, it seems to you know be very well done and everything. Yeah, and from what I understand, from what people are saying, a lot of—I've seen a lot of reactions saying they feel represented by this movie and everything. So that's cool. Uh, so that was an element I really liked about it was the family stuff. Uh, body horror like when he's like gets his suit and it chooses him and how that works like that's a nicely done sequence i think the effects looks really good there i think the the concept of it just being terrifying yeah (laughs) and just like (laughs) kind of out of a horror movie i thought that sequence was really well done as well yeah that's probably that is probably my favorite sequence in the movie um i think that's probably the number one thing people remember from this and then also i i I mean, I haven't really looked at reviews for this movie or not, uh, or or anything. But I thought the fight choreography, but specifically against like the henchmen, like the bad henchmen, was quite good. I, mm-hmm. I I thought that was really well done. I thought there were nice little storytelling moments within that. Now there's like <laughs> there's like other bigger fights in this, and I'm like, it's I don't really whatever. remember anything about yeah. it. It's pretty generic. 
but I do like the, the the smaller scale fights. I thought those were well done. Those were the three things that I was like, this movie does these things well, and that's what differentiates it. And pretty much everything else is by the numbers. Pretty standard stuff. You could boil this movie down to worse original Iron Man. Like yeah. if you like it's a lot, a lot of similarities to the original Iron Man. Like well, yeah. a lot. It, it the so Iron Man is kind of, I think, I'm, I, I'm sure it, it wasn't the first superhero movie to do the formula, but it's kind of credited as having this Marvel formula. I mean, you have other movies like Doctor Strange, which follow a very similar kind of structure. And yeah, this movie follows it to like a T, but it's even more so because his powers are very similar to Iron Man's as well in a lot of ways. Similar to Iron Man's, the, vi- the motivations of the villains are essentially identical. Yeah, the vil- yeah. Um, you just have it, yeah, because I mean, it ends with just a, a bigger evil blue beetle fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the, so like, there's an antagonist <laughs> who's like, well, we need to, we're gonna sell weapons because that's mm-hmm. what we do and we make money. Yeah, like, oh, wow, that's, that is <laughs> Jeff Bridges from Iron. Um, what's his name in this? It's like a Obadiah. Ob- Obadiah Stain. Obadiah, yeah, that's basically him, but without the the menacing presence of of Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Um, and then, then the the like fight fight villain at the end is just evil blue beetle. Yeah, which is like <laughs> we're we have to be past that at this point. We have to be past the the villain is just the Strong. bad version of of you. Yeah, it's so lame at this point, and everyone's like everyone complains about it. So I I honestly don't know why it still happens. And it, it's such a breath of fresh air when we don't get that. And there's so many like examples in the comics of villains that are. You know, quite a bit. I think probably like the best movies example is probably just like Spider Man because Spider. There, I mean, you have Venom, but with like the whole rights issues and stuff, there's not really a good opportunity for there to be just like an evil Spider Man fight in these movies yet. Yeah, I mean, we've had like Vulture, we've had Mysterio, like these actual villains that are a bit different than you know Spider Man's move set. Um, but yeah, it's just. Yeah, another one, and I don't even remember the guy's name. Just we'll call him Evil Blue Beetle. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call do. him that. <laughs> it was very, very just stereotypical, generic stuff. Like they just that felt like those parts felt like it was written by AI. I mean, there's literally lines in this movie: "Your love for your family makes you weak," yeah. and then later in the movie he says, "No, my love for my family makes me strong." Yeah, just the villain says that cliche. twice. <laughs> says the love for your the love that you have for your family. Makes you weak, and, and neither both times them, doesn't make much yeah, sense. Neither of them <laughs> are context. like that warranted. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? The only, the only, when we were talking about this after the movie, the only reason I could see the first one making kind of like a little bit of sense is because his family is there. Like, his family is in the like the van. I, I guess I won't say exactly what's happening in the scene, but like, a couple, like he has his uncle in the van and whatever. So you know, there's a family member there, whatever. But yeah, the second time, it's just them. No one's around. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's purely for the audience. This movie has just a lot of cliches. Even like the things that are supposed to be funny. It's like, oh look, the grandma has a big gun. Like yeah. that's fun. And uh-huh. yeah, you know, it's fun. But it's like I've seen it. You know. Yeah, a lot of the humor is just very like average for this type of movie. It doesn't really stand out. Like, I, I mean, I guess probably the most unique thing is George Lopez doing the George Lopez thing, yeah. which is 
very hit or miss. <laughs> like I but, thought he was mostly likable. Yeah, like he was an enjoyable character. There's there are a few lines he had that were pretty amusing, but yeah. So yeah. Which I didn't know George Lopez was in this movie until like a day before watching it. So that was kind of a an interesting surprise. But yeah. Um the cast in general I think is mm-hmm. pretty good. Um main actor is Zolo Mariduena, I believe his name is. Um and he's very good. I, he's a very likable Jaime. Um, and yeah, it, really the only one, and I mentioned t- this to you afterwards, is I, I feel like Susan Sarandon, who was like one of the main antagonists, she was just yeah. not great. <laughs> Which yeah, she's no. like a very good actress, but she was, it felt like she was sleepwalking, kind of doing this for a paycheck. I, I thought her dialogue was not. Yeah, very that, that's not helped by the dialogue at all. Um, there are other times where it's like, I've spent 15 years doing this and I'm not going to stop now and stuff like that. Some of the visual effects in this are just not complete. Like Mm -hmm. they're just like, there's stuff towards the beginning. That's just like, you can see the 2d stock footage poorly composited on it, whether it's like smoke or sparks. And again, I I don't think that's anything to do with the the talent level of the VFX artists. I think it's a time and budget thing. And it's just too bad because you know, I like you said, I I do think the filmmakers put a lot of care into this. Like mm-hmm. they wanted to make a good movie, and I thought I think they made a a decent okay movie. It's just in the post Spider Verse, post End Game world, yeah, we need more than that. Like it's just audiences, it will not resonate with them uh, nearly as much as as something that would be a little bit different would, and uh, and it's a shame. Because a lot of people aren't going to see this. Like you said, it's just in this limbo of mm-hmm. between the DCEU and the DCU rebooted by James Gunn. So it just seems like this movie is destined to just disappear into the ether. Yeah, which I we'll see. I mean, like, since it seems to be getting a fairly positive audience reaction, it, there I, I have no doubt that it is possible that, like, this character could come back. I don't know if we'll get, like, a Blue Beetle 2 or anything. Probably not, at least any time in the near future. But... I mean, James Gunn seems to, you know, has has said a lot of positive things. Has claimed this is the first DCU character. Yeah. So yeah, he might he might be back. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, um, he, I liked the character. I wouldn't mind seeing them again. I just would be like, okay, let's let's do something fun, let's just different, break free from the the formula a bit. Yeah. Um, I will say, so, I mean, you did say there were some effects that were unfinished. I do think the large amount of them look okay, though. Like, yeah, no, like they're pretty time, decent. Yeah. And granted, I think a lot of that is because a lot of the action scenes are set at night, which is well-known trick for, you know, hiding VFX things. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, I mean, it looks, looks better than the flash. <laughs> so <laughs> that is, that is not a <laughs> high half bar. the budget. <laughs> that is not a high hurdle jump no. right there. Um, so who's this movie for? I think if you are not affected by superhero fatigue and you're like, oh, I just like superhero movies and popcorn, mm-hmm. then sure, go for it. Um, mm-hmm. Some You saw the trailers and you're like, yeah, that looks like a fun time. You like that concept of the, the family, the close-knit family. Um, you're kind of just a, a fan of the character, a, a fan of DC. I think there's enough enjoyment to be had here. Like, I don't think anybody's going to be like, if you walk out of this movie saying that was just terrible, that was the worst thing I've ever seen, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because it, it's, yeah. it's, it has elements like we said, 
There's enough there to give you a little something that you haven't quite seen before, but again, most of it's just pretty by the numbers. But uh, by the numbers doesn't mean it's going to be a, bo- a super boring time because it's yeah. like it's the formula, but the formula, you the know, formula there for a reason. Yeah, it's been established. It's just not the most interesting thing. No. So, so. Yeah, um, I guess the only other thing I'll mention in non-spoilers is uh, apparently Bobby Krillick did the the, uh, the score, the guy who did the Midsommar and Hereditary yeah. score, but it was I don't remember really much about it. So no, I don't really either. I thought the main theme was all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. from what I remember. But yeah. So, did you give your score? Sorry. No, uh, my score. Uh, I'll probably give it. I'm at like a probably five and a half. Five is like just middle of the road for me. I think it's just slightly above that with some of these extra issues, uh, or with these extra like little bits. But there's also some things holding it back. So, I'll yeah, five and a half. I think out of ten. All right, sweet. We're gonna dive into spoilers. If you haven't seen it, or you uh, just don't want to be spoiled, skip to our final segment. What are you doing using the time codes? Otherwise, we're gonna start with spoilers right after this. All right, Blue Beetle spoilers. Um, well, let's start at the beginning, <laughs> Jimmy. Um, with the the scene in the, the Arctic or whatever, wherever they are. Yeah. Um, which is the part where you said the visual effects look really bad. I don't remember making note of it. But. Well, like the camera does this like sweep through all this stuff and you mm-hmm. can just like, as the camera's moving, you can just see the, the compositing layers. Mm-hmm. Like they just did not, <laughs> or did not have the time to blend them together. It, this was honestly the part where, and maybe this soured me on, on her for the rest of the movie, but I thought Susan Sarandon was like the worst oh at the gosh. beginning here. It was the just dialogue like, was it, was, bad. It, was, it was really bad dialogue. It was, it kind of set me in a sour mood with that with those characters but um how it's just oh they found the scarab okay what's the scarab doing up there who knows we don't really know why they know why it's up there it's an alien thing I yeah because apparently aliens have beetles yeah all right yeah it's that that's i guess that's one of the things i maybe i should have mentioned in non-spoilers but the i feel like the alien like the the scarab's background Granted, maybe this they'd save this for a potential sequel. It's it's very confusing. There's not much known about it, and um, it's like Bond with Jaime is very rushed too. It's very like I don't know. They're just suddenly like friends at the end. Yeah, (laughs) there's not really any growth there. I compared it to like unfavorably of all things to Venom, which I don't think Venom does it that well either. But there's like more there. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get a ton of interaction between the Scarab and and the Scarab has the name too, right? Yeah, I can't remember what its name is. We'll just call it the Scarab, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So the beginning of the movie, obviously, we have a. the, the Jaime coming back from pre-law. Gotham law. Gotham law. <laughs> Got a little and, sweatshirt on. Yeah, that was a nice touch. And he's coming back to his family and everything is terrible because of the gentrification and whatnot. Yeah. Because of the, what's the? Cord, cord industries. Yeah. Cord industries. Um, so, yeah, there's all that going on. Dad had a heart attack that he didn't tell him about. <laughs> all that. Chekhov's heart attack. <laughs> The look, I like the dad character, but that yeah. was like, dude, this guy's gonna die. He's like, so he's when the is most this, dead character I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, when is the second heart attack coming? 
yeah, he's he has this he has this conversation with Jaime, which I can't even remember what he like says to him. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, know, something to that kind of effect. But yeah, in, when he's having this conversation, Jimmy just leans over to me. He's like, he's dead. Like, he's he's, he's so having dead. his heartfelt conversation at the beginning of the movie. He had a heart attack before. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, he lasted longer than we both thought, though. He did. He lasted, he lasted most of the movie. Most or half of the movie. I'd say I'd, probably most. Okay. Um, yeah, so that happens. And the then the whole scene with him trying to get this this job because his he like intervenes when the late cord lady what's the main cord lady's name of the uh, victoria i Vic, think uh, something like that Here, i don't know. scroll over you got the cast I, victoria, <laughs> victoria cord. Cord. yeah she's like being mean to someone to jenny right is it jenny yeah or? jenny who is okay so ted cord <laughs> let's get into this ted cord is the first blue beetle who is apparently pre-established in this universe and he's the one that that's the blue beetle. I I'm not like super familiar with any rendition I'd say, but I'm more familiar with that one because that one's in like justice league cartoon. The new, the newer blue beetle, what this movie's based on is like, I think a character from like the 2010s or something. So much more recent, but Ted Cord, he's like the original one. He's much more focused on like inventions and stuff. He's got the beetle ship and everything. And, um, I don't think there's really anything about a magical scarab, but I could be wrong about that. Um, but anyway, so Jenny Cord, who's like kind of the female lead and love interest character, she's his daughter. So, and this niece of Victoria Cord, who is the main villain. Yeah. So there and we he's go. just being mean to her. She's being mean to her. And he's like, no, don't be mean to her. Yeah. She's like, you're fired. And you took a poop in my bathroom. So your so sister's fired too. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Jenny Cord is just like, hey, if you come by tomorrow, maybe I can get you a job. I like how, like, she's like, hey, man, you got to get back to work. Otherwise, we're going to lose our jobs. And then she goes and poops in the Yeah, the right. Like, like, what? what a hypocrite. Come on, Milagro. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I didn't, it was whatever, that stuff. But going to get the job, and then she's like, oh, I got this blue beetle thing, and I put it in a French fry box, a burger thing, burger take box. it. You'd say you'd do anything, right? There's people who are going to literally try to murder you, so. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you take this and, uh, yeah, have fun. Yeah. Doesn't really, I mean, granted, she's in, like, a rush. She's trying to get out of there fast. I get that. But, like, doesn't give him any instructions. It's just vaguely, like, take this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So. Find you at some point, I guess. And then, yeah, that's when he takes it home and family opens it and he touches it and it activates. And it's when the body horror scene is. Yeah. Which is very nice. good. It's, I mean, you see part of it in the trailer. It goes on longer in the movie and it is just like, it, like it, it's implied to crawl up his butt. Well, I don't think that actually happens. I don't know. It somehow gets inside of him. Yeah, I thought it just like just went in. Maybe, yeah, just kind of dug in or something. Or maybe it went up his butt. I feel it, like I didn't really, see, I didn't see it like dig into his back or anything. So I, if unless it went in his mouth or something, there's like, I feel like the butt is the next. Okay, <laughs> you and you and George Lopez. <laughs> I'm on George Lopez's side for this one. Yeah, but yeah, it's it it was a very kind of creepy scene, but very effective, and the effects looked really good there too. So. Yeah, I did too. Um, and then you have like the whole I can't control my powers thing trip, which was whatever. Yeah, his like his whole first flight thing is also just reminiscent of the first flight in Iron Man. Yeah. 
Like, There's so many parallels with <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. But um, regardless, I mean, it was it was fun. He comes back, crashes through the, the house. I'm like, this house is just destroyed. Destroyed, like, yeah. <laughs> I know they're fighting to keep it. Obviously, it's their family home, but geez. They're already unsuccessfully keeping it. They're also going to have to make repairs on it. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, just even stuff that's worth talking about in this movie. Okay, you got the, what's the guy's, the henchman's name? Conrad Carapax. 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 I could, like, I could not take it seriously. She was like, (laughs) Carapax. (laughs) Carapax, get over here. Yeah, he's like the main henchman guy. Um, He, you know, there's a couple fights. There's the mid-movie fight with him. Where he could have killed him. And he's like, no, I'm a good guy, so I won't kill you. Okay, I, I saw this I re- I read this review that pointed this this contradiction out. What that, review? Whose review was it? Uh, it was uh, you know um, Moist Critical on YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I watched his review just because I whatever. But um, he pointed out I'm like, I can't I can't stop thinking about it. Like he's he's like anti killing, but then like later in the movie he's just like supporting his family killing people. Yeah. <laughs> when he's yeah, like, man, take that minigun. Yeah, he's like the grandma t- is like shooting people with the minigun, and he's just he's like cheering them on. <laughs> on. I was like, that's so yeah, that's a good point. I don't, does he cheer them on to kill them? I well, don't if, remember I, I, him specifically doing that. I, if nothing, I, if nothing else, I think like he's like, good job, Nana. I don't remember. I feel like, like he was he was like, whoa, Nana, and then they're like, we're gonna have to talk about your Nana's revolutionary past. Yeah. I, the part that I thought was funny with the Nana was the fact that she was like a revolutionary. Yeah, like and that, she like that she like knew how funny. to like infiltrate the place and stuff. That was yeah. kind of like her, her getting into the infiltration plan was I thought funnier than her actually doing the yeah, minigun stuff. The minigun stuff. Um, but anyway, um, you have the henchman guy, and he's 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 got the suit, and it's kind of lame at first, but then it gets better. It's honestly, I like the bad guy's suit design. I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. It's just it's it's bad. It is just bad. And it literally just feels like the Iron Man. It's like good Iron Man, bad. That's true because it is like a big Iron Man suit at the end of that movie. The um, I was I was really glad I didn't go this way. I was thinking that since it was like downloading the Beetle stuff, I thought it was just going to be like a red blue Beetle suit. (laughs) (laughs) When it it, like when the final version, I was like, oh god, please don't do that. No, it was the what did they call it the. One man Omar, Omac or something. Omac, yeah, Omac. One man army C. One man army Carapax. Carapax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, boy, his the whole like he's about to kill him, and and then he's like, and then it's like we don't kill people. I watched his memories, and then it plays back all the stuff, and yeah, like I, I, I don't. I, you know, I started laughing. I I thought I'm sorry that mm-hmm. that moment was just a miss. Like I like the message of it. I like the idea of it, but the way it played out, I just thought was hilarious. I think just I, I think we needed like maybe that spread out earlier. Like I don't mind. Obviously, I don't mind like a, that a villain having a sympathetic backstory, but like it's it's all thrown in at that moment, and then we're just suddenly supposed to like care about it, it it's all it's like the martha moment yeah it, it's, yeah like is that like he's it literally is it's just a fair like he's about to hit him and then it stops martha what did you say what did you say what did you say why'd you say that name um yeah i don't no, need it, batman v superman by the way just throwing that out there <laughs> 
no it is it is it is like that though um and it, yeah, it's just all thrown in, and then suddenly the, the bad guy has a change of heart, doesn't attack, you know, Jaime back or anything, and I, yeah, I mean, I I just I don't know, like his his relationship with Victoria Cord was so like, it was so like obviously one sided and whatever, but like it was also just unnecessarily ambiguous for all the whole movie, and then like at the end we're like, oh okay, so he was like a guy whose family got killed and then she took him in did experiments on him whatever i'm honestly i i was fully expecting him to kill her earlier i was too i i thought well, it was, he does i mean yeah he does kill her like at the end of the movie but i was thinking like earlier in the movie like uncharted movie oh yeah kind of i was expecting that just because like <laughs> like nothing un- like re- <laughs> relating a movie to the uncharted well yeah movie. i mean there's there's better examples forgot that too. even happened in that movie <laughs> Yeah, with the the next the next slice that the just next looks slice. like a marker, red marker, yeah, with no blood. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just I was expecting something like that because like every single interaction between those two characters, it's just like Victoria Cord says something unnecessarily mean or like <laughs> like <laughs> vaguely antagonistic at the end of the sentence, and then like you see like Carapax's fists like ball mm. up or something. He's like angry. I don't like that. I don't like that. Nobody talks to Carapax that way. <laughs> No, he puts Carapax in the corner. Um, but you don't want to talk about the Velocipaster thing you yeah. thought of? So, like, if you've seen Velocipaster, there's, like, a Vietnam flashback mm-hmm. where it's, like, the guy's, like, going to see his love interest, and her name's Adelaide. He's like, Adelaide! And then she, like, steps on a landmine or something, and she blows, and it's literally just, like, spaghetti sauce. <laughs> and it's just so visually similar to, like, his mom just blowing up in this movie. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's I just, like that. All that's all I could think of was like Adelaide. It's this type of scene that that movie is making fun of. It <laughs> like, is exactly yeah. pretty much. Which, since I've seen it satirized in another movie, it's hard for me to take it seriously mm. when you're just following that cliche. I like the idea. Didn't like the execution. I no. think is where I'm at with that. Um, gosh, well, I was gonna bring something up and I I just totally missed. Totally forgot about it. So um, circle back. You have, uh, they like visit the house or whatever. Um, or I guess that's probably later. I guess first you have like, you have like the, their house gets like attacked by Cord Industries, which, okay. On one hand, I want to say, I think that, I think the emotions in the scene towards the end work really well. At the same time, though, it's so just like over the top in some ways because it's like so many bad things happen at once. Yeah. It's like it's just like it's everything like, oh, bad that can happen. It's the end of act two. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it I think the emotion Dad's like, dead. Yeah. He gets captured. The performances by the, the family's really, burns down. Yeah, exactly. Like house burns down, dad dies. And like the family sells it really well. Like I I do feel for them. I was like I was feeling a little sad too, but like it's it is just kind of over the top with how how sad it is at this point in the movie like there's literally a shot where they like put the guy like it's a montage and they put like the dad into the ambulance or something Mm. and then the family's like no like it's literally like you can see it's like almost like off camera it's like three two one and then they all like no like (laughs) that's true (laughs) and yeah so and yeah. the fight in the scene that was kind of where you were talking about like the choreography is yeah, pretty good. I, I think it's fun. Like I think mm. it was creative. I thought it was well done. The fight uh, on the island at the end in like what it was like a hallway, hallway kind of sort of thing. I thought it was fun. It was too dark. Mm-hmm. 
but but the choreography itself was good. I think like the biggest thing for me in those those scenes, I feel like just the like Jaime can make any weapon he thinks of, and they're just like not that interesting. Like for the most part, it's it's like he has in the first that first one by the house, he's like these these concussion blaster things. I don't know non lethal stuff, and then the second scene he has like like sword or like little, I don't know. It's just, I felt like, you know, if he can trans shape shift into anything, like I feel like he could do a bit more, Yeah. but, and like literally the, the bit where the scarab is like anything you think I can create. He just like combines his hands into a bigger sword, bigger <laughs> cloud strife. Yeah. It looks like cloud strife sword yeah. from final yeah. fantasy seven. Um, which I, whatever, I'd still like the big sword, but I don't know. It seems kind of unwieldy. Yeah. I do like the idea of like okay he's already he's always suddenly good at fighting but because like the the scarab is doing it he's not doing it yeah like he's like oh my gosh I'm a passenger what is happening right now mm-hmm. so I like that element of it I thought that was fun it makes sense yeah good way to write that I thought it was silly though how there was just the scarab mobile plane <laughs> I thought it was like that looks so silly that that is something like i said that's i pretty sure something that the original blue beetle has in the comics so that's all that's from the original blue beetle yeah here i just thought it just was like this seems very out of place Mm -hmm. for this and And i understand that like yeah he's got the silly costumes in the lair so i guess within that context it makes sense but i think the whole like silly lair thing is also kind of ridiculous and uh george lopez just knows how to fly it yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this didn't make any sense. It I feel like it would have made more sense if Jenny was flying it, but even still. I thought Jenny was pretty good. Yeah, for like a love interest character, she actually had a lot to do. She was yeah, pretty she, good. She had quite a bit of agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I have a lot to say about anything else related to this movie. Yeah. What was the... What what happened in the post-credits even? There, there was the one... It was... Uh, Ted Cord's alive or whatever he's like. Oh if you get yeah. This message. Tell my Which daughter I'm alive. Like, they're like he left you, and we're presuming he's dead. Yeah, I'm like, like obviously well, he's still alive. He's gonna be alive. I, I so I was wondering who like voiced him. From what I, I think it's like uncredited, so we don't know at this point. But like the painting of him from earlier, I thought looked a lot like uh, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> so, and I'm, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like you'd, you'd work as like an older, like yeah. superhero kind of like this, especially since I, Blue Beetle's kind of a, a funny guy. So, yeah. Jason yeah. Sudeik is Ted Lasso. Yes. Um. Yeah, I could see that working. Otherwise, yeah, it, the po- the post actual post credits thing that was a waste. Yeah, I didn't even understand what it was doing. So whatever. Yeah. And do you have anything else to say about Blue Beetle, Holden? I don't think so. No, uh, the I guess they get control of the court industries at the end, and they re- rebuild in the house. We're gonna do all the right stuff. Yeah, now. we're good now. We're not making weapons. I mean, it, it once again, like the ending of Iron Man, they're like, we're not gonna make weapons anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, like you can't like there isn't there like a board of directors who say actually we are. Yeah, you're not a, the CEO. Yeah, it, like, it's, I, I'm like I don't know how like actual big businesses work, but I feel like that would be the thing. I mean, we've watched Succession, so we know. Yeah, I've it, seen we, Succession. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on like you know how exactly how the higher up is run, but I mean, yeah, in most big corporations like that, you would have like a board of directors and 
It's just like a very simplistic way of looking at things, I think. Although I guess like, Elon Musk is just doing whatever he wants with Twitter. That's true. So maybe. And I mean, I guess, you know, Tony Stark in those movies, you know, he's. He did. He but I'm like, I'm saying, like, does that also apply to Tony Stark? Yeah. Too? Like, you would think. No, that actually makes us a lot of money. And we're not going to let you do Maybe that. Maybe because it's technically a family. Bit. I don't know. It's probably still the board of directors thing. Who knows? Who knows? We don't, not enough info to properly criticize that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's Blue Beetle. Now I will probably not think about it for a long time. Unless unless Blue Beetle comes back later yeah, on. Which he could. DCU. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Holding on to our last segment, which of course is what? are you doing what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing all right jimmy um this week watched a couple movies um one i watched thoroughbreds have you heard of this not heard of it uh it stars anya taylor joy and olivia cook from house of the dragon Mm -hmm. um as um uh, Hightower, daughter yeah, Hightower, yeah. daughter Hightower, <laughs> the queen. Yeah, um, yeah. She, uh, but they play like best friends. They're like good friends in this, and it's this very kind of bleak movie about like um, Anya Taylor Joy is this like rich girl, um, and she's kind of uh, mentor. She's tutoring Olivia Cook's character, and like Anya Taylor Joy like hates her stepdad and so they kind of cook up this scheme to like like maybe kill him or something Mm. it's very interesting it's very weird it's kind of slow i think like the character i think olivia cook's character is probably the most interesting part of the movie honestly they're both great in it um but i had had this on my list for a while and i was just kind of flipping through stuff i wanted to watch and i uh hulu yeah i think yeah i believe it was hulu where i watched it Hmm. um yeah, I quite liked it. It was, I can't remember. 49% of Google users like this movie. That seems very divisive. Divisive. Rotten Tomatoes has a high score, but that's just critics. So, yeah. It, I could see why it's a divisive movie, um, but I think it was pretty solid. Um, it was a directorial debut, too. It was a beautiful movie. Great cinematography. I think that it helps the set was amazing, too. It pretty much is all set in the, in the rich house, um, which is just this very interesting environment but i quite liked it so i'd recommend it if you like weird little thrillers or if you like either of those actresses um but then uh the other thing i watched this week was i watched another episode of the new black mirror season uh lock henry okay how was that um it was pretty good i think um the twist is pretty telegraphed i think i was i was kind of expecting where it was going but it's Mm -hmm. like this really interesting uh, I think commentary on like uh, true crime stuff, which I think is kind of ironic. The, the ending message, which I won't get into, I think is kind of ironic given Netflix's exploitation of that genre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and since Black Mirror is on Netflix, but um, it is interesting. Uh, it's a fun kind of mystery thing. It's not like it's probably closer to like older episodes of black mirror. Cause it's not as like high concepts, like the technology okay. pretty much just extends to the fact that they're it's like true crime, you know, movies and stuff. Like it's not sure. like any weird sci-fi kind of thing, mostly a mystery, but yeah, um, it's, that was, that was fun. Um, so yeah, 
And then uh, TV show wise, been watching more Only Bur- Murders in the Building, which is pretty good. I like all the, they do celebrity cameos in it really well. Uh, Sting from the the band The Police is, is like a major character in season one, and he's is very funny. I quite like him. Um, and yeah, um, just other shows that we were releasing weekly, like Futurama, that Superman animated show. I don't think I'd mentioned that Harley Quinn's new season has started, so I've been watching that. Um, and then video game wise, I finished the Sackboy game, um, and I started because I found it for ten bucks at Walmart. Uh, the Pac-Man World Repack, which is a remake of a PS One. 3D platformer starring Pac-Man. It was apparently very 3D good. 3D platformer starring Pac-Man. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It, it, I'd heard the game was good, and then the remake came out last year for PS4, PS5, and other consoles. Um, and I heard the remake was good, so I saw it for 10 bucks at Walmart. It was like clearance. I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. It's pretty short. Um, I've almost beat it already, but it is, it's pretty fun. It definitely feels like a PS1 era game, um, just because it, it's kind of like Crash Bandicoot and how it controls. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. I like it. It's very, very cute. So what about you, Jimmy? What have you been doing? Just playing more Horizon Forbidden West. Um, yeah, getting further. In, I think I'm pretty close to finishing the the main story now. Okay. Um, got to do the on the wings of 10 or something when you actually get to start oh, flying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. That, that's like that's the second or, third, second or third to last mission, I think. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. There were some story beats where I was like, I legitimately did not see that coming, and I don't even know quite how to feel about the, what happens. But Interesting. Um, we'll talk about that, because I don't want to give out any spoiler hints or anything. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to allude to anything too specifically. Uh, so I'll just leave that completely vague. But uh, yeah, no, it's just a really good game. Like mm-hmm. It just, just makes me think of everything. Any sort of qualm I had with the original, it's just, completely addressed all of that <laughs> like every dialogue is just so much better the every cutscene is so much the animations are so much better mm-hmm. um just the traversal everything i mean honestly just all across the board any sort of quality of life improvements that i would ad- address to the first one they've just addressed with this melee is better oh yeah that sort of thing um i do like that they uh, that they pretty much kept like every machine and just added more yeah so like just the amount of like robots that you can fight is just way bigger yeah um so so like like they talked about or are talking about doing the horizon zero dawn remaster oh yeah i've heard that remake thing which yeah which seems ridiculous right because it's a very good looking game on ps4 and it has Mm -hmm. like a ps5 patch where it's 60 frames per second so it's like why would you do that the way I would justify it is, I think the one thing that Horizon Zero Dawn has going for it over the second one is the story. Although mm. the second story, I mean, there's still, still interesting yeah. things that happen in it. The first one is just very, after like the first six hours, which I don't think are like great. After that, like there's some really, really interesting, interesting stuff, mm-hmm. especially if you're a fan of the sci-fi genre. Um, and I think the one thing it doesn't have, or the you know that's the stuff it has going for it. If they brought all those quality of life improvements that the second one has with the animations and all that, and now that would be a lot of work. Yeah, but I think that more than anything could use updating more so than the the actual graphics itself. But you know, and a lot of the core gameplay stuff is kind of carried over to the second one. So yeah, I don't know that that was just the thought I had uh, while playing it earlier today. But uh, that's all I've been doing. Uh, 
in terms of that. So next week on this show, we're going to yes. watch the first two episodes of Ahsoka mm-hmm. coming out on, on Wednesday. Plus. So we'll be covering that. So check out Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. We'll also talk about Gran Turismo. Speaking yeah. of the PlayStation, Olden Gran Turismo is finally coming out, so we don't have to watch those trailers anymore. <laughs> yes, thank goodness. Um, You can take us home. Yeah, if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or email us at tompodcast at gmail.com or donate to our Patreon. And I believe that's it. This is our shortest episode in quite a long time. That's okay. (laughs) Next week, we'll make up for it. All right, in the meantime, adios pantalones. Love you.